Preface to Part Three of The Age of Reason by Thomas Paine. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Age of Reason, Part the Third, being an examination of the passages in the New Testament quoted from the Old and called prophecies concerning Jesus Christ, to which is prefixed an essay on dreams, also an appendix containing the contradictory doctrines between matthew and mark and my private thoughts on a future state by thomas paine london printed and published by r carlyle fifty five fleet street eighteen nineteen preface to the ministers and preachers of all denominations of religion it is the duty of every man as far as his ability extends to detect and expose delusion and error but nature has not given to every one a talent for that purpose and among those to whom such a talent is given there is often a want of disposition or of courage to do it the world or more properly speaking that small part of it called christendom or the christian world has been amused for more than a thousand years with accounts of prophecies in the old testament about the coming of the person called jesus christ and thousands of sermons have been preached and volumes written to make man believe it in the following treatise i have examined all the passages in the new testament quoted from the old and called prophecies concerning jesus christ and i find no such thing as a prophecy of any such person and i deny there are any the passages all relate to circumstances the jewish nation was in at the time they were written or spoken and not to anything that was or was not to happen in the world several hundred years afterwards and i have shown what the circumstances were to which the passages apply or refer i have given chapter and verse for everything i have said and have not gone out of the books of the old and new testament for evidence that the passages are not prophecies of the person called jesus christ the prejudice of unfounded belief often degenerates into the prejudice of custom which becomes at last rank hypocrisy when men from custom or fashion or any worldly motive profess or pretend to believe what they do not believe nor can give any reason for believing they unship the helm of their morality and being no longer honest to their own minds they feel no moral difficulty in being unjust to others it is from the influence of this vice hypocrisy that we see so many church and meeting going professors and pretenders to religion so full of trick and deceit in their dealings and so loose in the performance of their engagements that they are not to be trusted further than the laws of the country will bind them morality has no hold on their minds no restraint on their actions 
one set of preachers makes salvation to consist in believing they tell their congregations that if they believe in christ their sins shall be forgiven this in the first place is an encouragement to sin in a similar manner as when a prodigal young fellow is told his father will pay all his debts he runs into debt the faster and becomes the more extravagant daddy says he pays all and on he goes just so in the other case christ pays all and on goes the sinner in the next place the doctrine these men preach is not true the new testament rests itself for credibility and testimony on what are called prophecies in the old testament of the person called jesus christ and if there are no such thing as prophecies of any such person in the old testament the new testament is a forgery of the councils of nice and laodokia and the faith founded thereon delusion and falsehood note the councils of nice and laodokia were held about three hundred and fifty years after the time christ is said to have lived and the books that now compose the new testament were then voted for by yeas and nays as we now vote a law a great many that were offered had a majority of nays and were rejected this is the way the new testament came into being End note. another set of preachers tell their congregations that god predestined and selected from all eternity a certain number to be saved and a certain number to be damned eternally if this were true the day of judgment is past their preaching is in vain and they had better work at some useful calling for their livelihood this doctrine also like the former hath a direct tendency to demoralize mankind can a bad man be reformed by telling him that if he is one of those who was decreed to be damned before he was born his reformation will do him no good and if he was decreed to be saved whether he believes it or not for this is the result of the doctrine such preaching and such preachers do injury to the moral world they had better be at the plough as in my political works my motive and object have been to give man an elevated sense of his own character and free him from the slavish and superstitious absurdity of monarchy and hereditary government so in my publications on religious subjects my endeavors have been directed to bring man to a right use of the reason that god has given him to impress on him the great principles of divine morality justice mercy and a benevolent disposition to all men and to all creatures and to inspire in him a spirit of trust confidence and consolation in his creator unshackled by the fables of books pretending to be the word of god thomas paine 
Introduction As a great deal is said in the New Testament about dreams, it is first necessary to explain the nature of dream, and to show by what operation of the mind a dream is produced during sleep. When this is understood, we shall be the better enabled to judge whether any reliance can be placed upon them, and consequently whether the several matters in the New Testament related of dreams deserve the credit which the writers of that book and priests and commentators ascribe to them. End of Preface to Part 3